Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach, Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. So you have your goals set for 2021. Yay! You are going to be a better leader this year, right? You've got them noted in your journal. I'm going to be better at time management. You've written them at the beginning of your day timer. I'm going to listen more to my staff. Maybe you've identified that you want to create more team resilience on in within your organization. You know you are set to be a better leader this year, have more impact, and enjoy it more, right? Ah! Only if you continue to take those goals and do some work on them. A goal itself written down, a nice beautifully written goal statement is nothing more than a glorified New Year's resolution if you don't do some work with it. And so what I want to talk about today is behaviors, behaviors, behaviors. It all boils down to not intentions, but actions. And if you want to find more enjoyment this year, if you want to have a better impact as a leader this year, if you want to uh, find that you are growing your team stronger, you have to change your behaviors, not somebody else's behavior, but your own behaviors. And last week we talked about, you know, taking your goals and really talking about tiny little habits. I wanted to take today and really break down a couple examples that you may have for goals. And we all have different goals, but these may help you really look at how does this boil down to daily action steps, daily behaviors, things that we're doing. So maybe one of the goals you have is around being a better leader. And I often have people come to me and say, you know, they've identified on their performance appraisal or somebody has told them that they have to get better at fostering and developing leadership in their employees. They want to take those people and grow them and develop them and make them be leaders. So how do you do that? Well, you have the option of a number of things, but the bottom line is you have to do something that takes that individual's strengths, their talents, their abilities, and grow and develop them. So one of the first things that you need to do is identify their strengths, talents, abilities, and maybe even their aspirations. So that might involve sitting down with them and saying, what are you good at? What do you like to do? Where do you want to grow more? It might be you just sitting down and going, wow, when have I seen them excel and what have I seen them do really well at and where do I think they have more potential and start to make a note of that. So that's one of the things that you might want to see as an action thing. So let's take that for example. If you want to take your employee and you want to grow them, develop their leadership capacity, enhance their skills and abilities, you need to first identify what it is you're growing and developing in them. What does that look like? For many people, what I suggest that they do is take a piece of paper out. You can develop a little outline, a spreadsheet, something you want to do for each individual employee, all your employees, but a template of some sort that says, here's my employee's name. These are the things they're good at. These are the strengths. And maybe you've done some of those self-assessments or in your organization, maybe you've done some work together to identify some of that. Make note of that. I mean, we pay for these courses and training might as well use them. Maybe we've identified that they're green on this skill. What does that mean? Or maybe they're creative, or maybe they are really good at 
um, creating sort of relationships in the community. Good. So those are the things that they're good at. Now, the next step is then, okay, so we've got this list. So in terms of behaviors, you have to make a note somewhere, uh, schedule some time in your day timer to make a list of this particular employee's strengths, talents, gifts, aspirations. That's an action. That's a behavior. If you have not done that, then you might want to step back and do that. Now, the next thing you need to do is have regular conversations with your employee. Is it that you, you know, meet with them once a week? Do you meet with them once a month? Do you meet with them once a quarter? Maybe you need to schedule those in. So again, that's another behavior that you're looking at. Schedule in face-to-face, one-to-one, phone calls, whatever it is with X employee, Y employee, you know, whoever it is that you're growing and developing. And then you need to do that. So one of the ways that I suggest this is before you go into those, those supervisory meetings, those conversations, is say, what am I developing in them in this conversation? What am I growing in them? What strength am I pulling out? How am I using their strengths in this conversation? Often when we meet with employees, we do a lot of correction. Oh, you know, you did this, but maybe you could try this instead. What I want you to do is more cultivation. So how am I growing them? How am I developing? How am I using these seeds that have been planted either in a training they took or in one of their strengths that they have or in something that you've seen them do? How am I using this little seed and making it blossom and grow? But you need to create the behavior. For me, it would be like writing the question down before I go into that conversation. What strength am I highlighting in this conversation? How do I want to take their uh, skills and develop them more in this meeting? So that's the behavior. Again, it's great to make a note that I want to grow and develop my staff, but you have to break it down to what's the actual behavior, not intention. I don't mean to have a good conversation with them. I don't mean to grow them. I don't have the intention to make them grow and develop. It's that I am growing and developing them. I am focusing on their strengths. I am building their leadership capacity. Not I mean to, but I am. So that's the first example is really taking your team members, maybe you have a goal of taking your team members and growing them. Another goal that you may have is around developing your confidence. Sometimes people will come to me with the goal or someone has given them the goal of developing leadership presence. Well, what does that mean? What does it mean to be more confident or to to have more of a leadership presence? First, one of the things we notice about presence or confidence is your body posture. When you show up and you are pulling back, looking down, playing small, staying closed in, people don't see you as having a strong presence. They don't see you as being confident and you certainly don't feel confident. So one of the first things you need to do if you want to be more confident, to demonstrate that leadership presence, to feel like you're able to take control of a meeting, to share your ideas, to voice your opinion, is to work on your body posture. So what are you doing on a daily or a weekly basis to work on your body posture? You've heard me talk a lot about practicing power posing, where you're standing up tall two minutes before you go into a meeting, taking up lots of space, chin up, chest out, all of that kind of stuff, which is incredibly important. That might be one thing you're doing. I'm practicing power posing before going into those weekly calls that are stressful for me. That's a behavior. Another way to think about that is if you're going to have better body posture, which is, you know, again, shoulders back, chest out, chin up, 
you might need to work on your body. You might need to lift weights. I, If you've ever heard me speak around confidence, you know that one of the things that helped me be more confident was when I started lifting weights and started working on my body and strengthening my core. So it might be lifting weights. It might be doing yoga. Yoga is another powerful way. And there are tons of other physical activities that you can do to strengthen your body. So if you are doing yoga three times a week, practicing power posing, lifting weights, walking, another great way to to work on your just upright body posture is to walk. Walking is one exercise that tones your whole body and really makes you stand straighter, taller, more confident. So if you want to be more confident, body posture is the first thing you need to work on. What behaviors can we see you doing to work on your body posture? Second one is mindset. It's your thoughts. I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know if this is going to go well. I'm not sure I can do this. You're likely not going to feel very confident. So the behavior is you might start practicing saying out loud new thoughts, new mindsets that you want to have. I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. Before you go into that Zoom call that's stressing you out a little bit, maybe you were walking up and down your hall saying, I've got this. I can do this. I can do this. I do that often. I'll be talking to myself. It's only me and my dog Zeus listening to me, thank heavens. But I'm like, Kathy, you can do this. You can get this done. You can handle this. You can, you know, have this conversation. You can make that phone call. Whatever it is, when you start talking to yourself, you're going to, and talking to yourself in a positive, engaging, inspiring way versus, you know, oh my God, I don't think you can handle this. That doubt, that fear, this isn't going to go well. You're setting yourself up for failure. So the mindset behavior that we want to see or that you see yourself doing is changing those thought patterns. So it might be journaling. It might be talking out loud. might be having a conversation with a coach or mentor to go, where is my thought process getting in the way? Again, it's action steps. Another way to demonstrate confidence is the way we engage with people. And many of us, are introverts, we're shy, or we will avoid people. I know I spent a lot of time, you've probably heard me tell you this before, where I avoided people, I worked at a different office, I was busy, unavailable, because I didn't have the confidence to address that difficult conversation, that personality, that strong personality that really wanted something from me. And so I did a lot of sort of going inside myself and hiding. So if you're going to be more confident, you're going to be more engaging, how are you getting to that point? What behaviors are you doing to engage with other people? One of the things that we know about excellent leadership is excellent leaders listen a lot more and they get really curious. So rather than feeling like you have to defend yourself or that you have to know how to resolve this conflict, you might be just developing really strong listening skills. And one of the things that you're doing to be be a better listener is to get really curious. So what's the behavior? What's the daily or weekly behavior that you're doing? Maybe you're reading a book about curiosity. I'll put a link in the note with a couple good ones to help you be more curious. And so the action that you're doing is I'm reading the book. I've got it scheduled in. I know that I'm reading three chapters a week or whatever you're doing, but also that I'm taking a new question or two, and I'm practicing using that question every week. So I know that the question I'm asking is, tell me more about that. That's one that I often tell people to start with. It's the easiest one. Get people talking more. 
We often think that as leaders, we have to have the answers. It just might be that we just keep them talking and get them to share more. And then we'll start to identify more of what the challenge is for them. But also maybe they've already had some ideas about how they can handle it. So tell me more. Maybe the question is, what have you already thought about? Or what's the real issue here? What would happen if we already knew the first step to take? I love that one. You know, often when we're in organizations or in in staff meetings, we'll be like, okay, what do we have to figure out? Well, we don't have to figure out the end point. We just figure out, need to figure out the next step. What's the next step we need to do? So maybe that's what you're working on, is just taking a question and practicing it every week. Again, that's a behavior. So I want you to take your goals, whatever they are, resilience, con- confidence, dealing with conflict, organization, uh, time management, staff development, um, better at Zoom calls, leadership training, whatever it is, what's your goal? And then break it down into either weekly or preferably daily. What's the behavior I am doing that I can see the verb, the action steps that I'm taking on a daily or weekly basis to achieve that goal. And then please, please, please make sure that you have those scheduled in, that you have some mechanism to check back to see that you're doing those actions. Behavior, behavior, behavior. That's what's going to change things, my dear. Not intention. Intentions are important. It starts with intention. But it's turning that intention into action. The behavior, the things you're doing, the things I can see you doing, the things you can see yourself doing that are really going to move you from surviving to thriving in both your leadership and your life. Go make the rest of your day awesome, my dear. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. Inside of the training library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome.